Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Costello Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travel. And I'll be hanging around. And a good snowy afternoon to you. Uh, welcome to Travels with Charlie, your host, Charlie Papillo. Great to be with you today, and I'm glad that you are joining us and listening in. Quick shout-out to my sponsors. Of course, uh, this program would not be on the air without uh, the support of my sponsors, so I hope that you support them as well. And first and foremost, right in the studio with me today from Milne Travel American Express. They've been doing it since 1975. Scott Milne. I'll let Scott go ahead and say more. <laughs> Scott, go right ahead. Hey, you uh, good morning, Charlie. It's great to be with you, and uh, it's uh, it's actually a fun part of our business that we get to sponsor people like you that are that are doing good work today. Specifically, I know a, a little bit of uh, Greg Tatro who's coming up, and his wife Dawn, and you know. So for me, this is what is this, Charlie? This is sort of like what it would be like to be the opening act for the Rolling Stones or something. Wow! <laughs> you know, I come on, and, and then I get Greg to come in and. and Talk about really what they're doing. What we do is uh, we're merchants of happiness, right? We're, we're helping people find their travel dreams, and there's about 100 people in our organization that are all uh, pulling on the oar the same way and helping people be successful. Well, we'll be talking travel today, and if you want to do uh, any traveling, milnetravel.com. Of course, uh, traveling locally, jolly convenience stores, they're going to help you out when you're on the road. If you're looking for coffee, you're looking for fuel for your car, fuel for your belly, home of the Daily Smile, over 40 of them to stop into uh, in the area, jolly convenience stores, and Casella Waste, casella.com, zero sort recycling, helping to keep it out of the landfill. As um, Scott mentioned, we do have a great program lined up for you today. Greg Tatro is going to be joining me along with Haley Wilkinson of Jenna's Place. Um, and I want to remind you, if you go to WDEVradio.com, you can listen to past programs here of uh, Travels with Charlie, as well as look at some of the videos we shot Almost 40 videos, I believe, Travels with Charlie from 2019 to about 2021. And one of those videos that we shot, I think it was, I wrote it down here somewhere, which number, I think it was number 13 on there maybe. Uh, anyway, just check them all out there. Shot a video at uh, at Jenna's place a couple of years ago. And, man, a lot of changes since we shot that video. They recently opened Jenna's Coffee House in Johnson. I went there last week to check it out. Amazing place. It's amazing what it's doing to the community in Johnson. And also, uh, you know, I'm a donut guy. And this is, you know, Scott knows this too. He said, I should have stopped and got you a pie at the Wayberry on, on the wayside on the way in there. Um, unbelievable donuts. They're going to be joining us today and we'll be talking about what they're doing in, uh, in Johnson and helping people in recovery as well as Jeff Weld with the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. But as I mentioned, my first guest today, is Scott Milne from Milne Travel. 
Good afternoon once again, Scott. Thank you for joining me here today. No pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. And I do appreciate you, you know, coming back from sunny Puerto Rico to be here in, in a nice cold climate. Uh, so good to have you back here in, uh, in Vermont. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, Vermont, uh, at least uh, speaking over the last 72 hours, is like Puerto Rico with a unreliable electric grid. Holy cow, I'm, oh. a, I'm Upper Valley. I think we're going on... Uh, this is a couple hours away from starting day number four with no electricity. Oh. I've got a, a 90-year-old neighbor who me and the other neighbor are keeping an eye on. And so do you have a generator? I mean, what are you doing? Well, Charlie, I should have a generator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe next year I'll get around to it. But, uh. we got to get a generator sponsor here on Travels with Charlie. Uh, if you have a question or comment this afternoon, uh, we're going to be talking all kinds of travel uh, uh, industry things today. Uh, you know, vacation hotspots, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Or maybe you want to sneak a political question. In there, you know, Scott's willing to go there. If you want to go there, go right ahead. One eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. All right, let's talk about uh, you know, winter is here, and you know, we've got the Christmas uh, season coming up, all the holidays and travel. Uh, and and you know, every time you tune in on the news, they always go, "It's the busiest travel day of the year." They say that at Thanksgiving, then they say it again around Christmas. <laughs> what is it? What is the busiest travel time of the year? Well, uh, usually, again, you know, almost everything you say about travel, you can point out a well, contradiction got, to. You got spring break. I mean, you got yeah. all of that. You know, in, in general, uh, AAA counts drivers. Obviously, that's yeah. their their legacy. So Thanksgiving, I think, is usually the busiest travel day if you count drivers. Usually around Christmas, if you're just counting air travel, is typically one of the busier days of the year. So, the I think the challenge is big corporations. Use of artificial intelligence and technology to predict what they need to do to maximize profit is becoming more and more astute. So, in general, the sooner you book, the better deal you're going to get as you yep. get closer. It's just designed to charge you more and more money. Yep. And the question is, uh, you know, sometimes you aim wrong and at the end you either have a bunch of empty capacity or you drop prices. That's killer for an airline, a cruise line, sure. a hotel. So they're just getting better and better at you know, using dynamic pricing to charge people more and more. So uh, even though, you know, we talk about travel at Christmas right now, yeah. smart money is if you're doing something next summer, next fall, let's talk about it now. You're going to really? have the best opportunity yeah. to, you know, plan what you want yeah. and uh, get the best price. Now, what about traveling on Christmas Day? You know, for years, uh, you know, my family and I, we, we had the family in Boston and we would travel to Boston. We'd get up, open presents, and get in the car and drive to Boston. And there's nobody on the road. It's like, man, you drive all the way down here, you know. Uh, and and I'm wondering, you know, if you're doing that in, um, you know, in an airline, you know, with a, uh, you know, traveling somewhere, is that the same situation? Yes. You know, we got the whole plane to ourselves here. Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day. You know, if you're if you're waiting till last minute, this year is a little funny, right? Because Christmas itself is on a weekend, so. You know, that Sunday of Christmas Day is really taken out as a prime travel day because most people aren't. So if you're late and you want to be somewhere, catch an early flight out on Christmas morning. That's probably the best deal at this really? point in time. Yeah. And do you find that the airlines, uh, do they do sort of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, there's some perks there that they don't talk about, but you get on and they go, you know, here's the warm towel and, uh, <laughs> you know, here's the drink and go ahead. Come on up to first class. There's nobody in there. Yeah, they're they're pretty careful not to do the uh, come on up to first class these days. Uh-huh. It used to be, uh, you know, the the again, it's sort of this big brother aspect yeah. of business and society. 
you know, the the seats are monitored, the gate agents, you know. They do every, watch those seats, they, don't they? Everybody that gets upgraded, yeah. the gate agent gets monitored on why'd you do that. You know, the old days of, I remember one time going to uh, Canada, I sent my 10-year-old son up to talk to the uh, lady, and he comes back with a big smile on his face, and uh, we all got upgraded. And, like, I'm the travel agent, and they were, they were putting me in the last row, so I, we had a nice conversation with a lady. She goes, eh, he reminded me of my daughter. You know, I get and, on the uh, plane, and I almost look around. It's like, if there's there's nobody, you know, there's three seats empty. It's like, I'm grabbing that. But they, they do kind of keep an eye on that stuff. Now, oh, yeah, they, they? they're, they're right? tough these days. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's all kinds of stories about, you know, over history about, you know, we used to have this guy who was a coach of an Olympic team, interestingly, and did have a little bit of asthma. And this is back in the days when they were smoking on flights. And oh, he would yeah. always say, yeah. wait till the last minute, put me in a smoking seat. And then he would get to the airport and have an asthma attack when he <laughs> when he couldn't get out of smoking section. And I think he was batting about 300 on getting upgraded to business class. Wow. And, uh, you know, so we – and there's a bunch of things. But they're getting tougher now. You know, they're – it's just so much uh, about money. And, yeah. you know, if you're a frequent traveler, you get upgraded. If you're not so frequent – yeah. Maybe you get lucky, but not as much as you used to. We're getting all kinds of travel tips here this <laughs> afternoon. Scott Milne from Milne Travel American Express, 244-1777-1877-291-8255 if you have a question. Scott, what about uh, you know this time of year? Where do people want to go? It's not necessarily all warm locations. Some people want to go skiing, right? Sure. Uh, we, we see everything. And, what, you know, Charlie, uh, thanks for the question. The, the world is getting so much smaller, even... You know, uh, Main Street in Barrie, Vermont, 50 years ago, would be selling Aruba, Mexico, Bermuda, you know, a lot of these same destinations. And now we've got people coming in, you know, whether they're going to Antarctica, which, again, is becoming popular Hmm. for a certain, you know, socioeconomic group of people. But the whole world, uh, we just see people doing, you know, Paris, London, Rome, the traditional Europe kind of travel or folks getting off the grid and going to Bulgaria or yep. Transylvania, or obviously we're not going to Russia right now, but no. you know that'll be back in uh, hopefully you know uh, that'll be back in a safe place to go soon. So about, the whole world, the whole world's there, ready for the taking. What about some real bargain spots? Mm. And when I say bargain spots, I mean where the U.S. dollar just goes so much further. Well. Uh, you know, compared to a year ago, just about everywhere, right? I mean, that's one of the things we've seen this year is, uh, you know, things that were locked in in local currency have become less expensive as the year's going on. That goes both ways. You know, it might be the opposite way this year. I think for, uh, you know, sort of the cultural Europe, Eastern Europe is still spectacular. You know, Poland, Bulgaria, some of these spots are, you know, great hiking, interesting skiing, maybe not the five-star kind of mm-hmm. Western or Swiss or French resorts we're used to, but great mountains, great grooming. They don't seem as the, you know, some of the romantic areas when you think about, you know, I'm going to Bulgaria I'm, or I'm going to Transylvania. Um, but people go there. Uh, oh, big time. Yeah, no, they're, yeah, so, you know, I think what we start with is just talk to a customer, understand what they want, help them understand sometimes the difference. You know, sometimes people think they want to fly coach and then they realize it's an extra 500 bucks and you get a first class seat and you know all the benefits that come across with it um i I was traveling with some friends a while ago and they're not infrequent travelers but not used to sort of the perks of as you were talking about and uh, you know it took them into a lounge and they were i I have this funny story about 15 years ago i took my one of my family members father-in-law we're all going on one of these thanksgiving trips and we all got into a, a lounge in newark and i remember the 
then 80 year old World War II vet looking at me at yeah. nine o'clock in the morning with a martini glass, and he looks <laughs> over at me and he goes, "Scott, are these free?" <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, they're free." Ooh, baby. Boom, man! <laughs> Two, three martinis it, later, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> three martinis later, he got his money's worth out of that United Lounge. Holy cow! And that's a fun part of uh, you know just seeing things that you don't see in your everyday life. I mean, that's what you find when you. Hop on a plane or hop in a car and yeah. head away. So we enjoy being part of it for people. Are, are airlines still struggling with, uh, you know, we talked about this before, and uh, specifically, you know, pilot shortages. And a lot of that was because the pilots were furloughed. They're they're off. And then it's like they call them back, but they don't just get in the, in the cockpit and turn the key and go. They've got to get recertified again. So there's this – has that caught up yet? No. No, and it's. It, I think as we look forward, I'm not an expert on it, Charlie, but I think as we look forward, one of the big um, pressures on airlines and on the whole transportation system is pilot availability. And uh, again, I think if we take a step back, travel, tourism is about 10% of the global economy, largest employer of people on the planet. And, you know, what we see is a lot of, and Burlington's going to be impacted more so than the average airport. Bur- airports like Burlington, yeah, you know, we've gotten a lot of new flights over the last 15 years with these smaller regional jets coming in. Yeah. And what's going to happen is airlines are going to put pilots in bigger planes. So it's going to put a lot and these a lot of these regional jet people, it's entry level, they're making they're working 100 hours a week and you know making 25 grand or whatever. A lot of those there's going to be a lot of pressure on the smaller airlines and I think we'll see you know we saw Frontier pull out of Burlington recently. Yes. That was Complicated, but I think the primary reason was pilot shortage and, yeah. you know, figuring out where they're going to get their most return on investment for pilots yeah. and versus expanding their network and trying yeah. to find new things. So we'll see. And that was a that. shame with, with Frontier leaving because, mm. uh, that was, they had nonstop to Orlando. There aren't many places that you can go from Burlington nonstop right. other than Boston and, and New York, uh, right. you know, which are hubs and then you go wherever you want to go. But to be able to fly to Florida from Burlington, that was great. That's, is there anything out of Burlington that goes to, to Florida now nonstop? Uh, I think um, – does American have a Miami flight part, part-time in the year? They might have. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, again, it's sort of, uh, you know, Southwest, Spirit, Frontier are a little bit of outliers on the hub-and-spoke system, which has dominated air travel for the last 40 years where, yeah. you, you know, you've got a hub in New York and you send everybody there. you got a hub in Pittsburgh, U.S. Air, when they were in business at yeah. Cincinnati, you know, used to be a hub for Delta. I mean, that airport in Cincinnati, when you go there, it looks like you're going to Paris, but there's nobody there. You know, they built it 20 years ago when they wow. thought Delta was committed as a long-term hub. Delta changed their mind. Cincinnati's still dealing with that. So yeah. uh, you, the hub-and-spoke system is good for getting small planes into places like Burlington, Southwest, in Manchester. You know, they've got interesting Southwest. I think flies to Denver out of Manchester, flies to Las Vegas on a nonstop. Has a, they've got a little bit of a different model. Yeah. Frontier was an upstart with a little bit of a different model and – to me, it was too bad when, you know, uh, you know, Spirit was in play and they were going to try to do a merger with Frontier, which would have, I think, created a truly competitive low-cost carrier. Instead, you know, JetBlue and American have stepped in and are taking Spirit out. So it's it's going to be bad for competition and bad for consumers, in my yeah. opinion. I think we need some relook at how we regulate airlines coming out of uh, Washington. But good luck seeing that. Ready to throw your hat in the ring? <laughs> Are you running for office, Scott? <laughs> no, but no, I'd, no. I'd, 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 love to, I'd love to get some people to pay attention. I mean, it's uh, good luck. You know, yeah, we well, they 
I mean, I talk about it once in a while. You know, yeah. Boeing to me, you know, it's obviously one of the arguably most important companies in history, right? Yeah. Boeing, you know, was in Seattle. They were run by engineers to build great airplanes. They decided to figure out how to get rich playing stock, uh, you know, increasing stock prices. They get a celebrity board of directors, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mistake number one for a lot of companies. Move the headquarters to Chicago. Then they realize, well, we want to be closer to Washington so we can lobby senators and Congress people. Oh, That's sure. how you make money. Yeah, yeah. So now they're moving their headquarters to Virginia, and that whole company's a mess if you look what happened with the 737 MAX and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how long it takes to get out of it, but that's another sort of, you know, doesn't have much to do with our piece of the travel uh, pie, but it's something interesting to pay attention to. Scott Milne, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, where you can travel, and uh, we'll get your uh, comments as well. one 291 8255 Phone lines are open right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. Well, I can tell just from the whistle, that's, that's the boss. Yeah, we got Bruce Springsteen uh, bringing us back here on Travels with Charlie. Scott Mill, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. We're talking about uh, what else? Traveling. Uh, you know, Scott, let me ask you. Um, that it seems that there's an uptick in violent passengers. Is that, is it, is, is there an uptick in violent passengers or is it just something that the media loves to cover? You know, we, because everybody's got a phone, they get the cell phone out and we all see them now. You know, it's that drunk person that's pushing the seat, uh, or, or standing up and yelling and screaming and, and eventually getting carried off the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, don't know. My guess is it's a lot of what you just said that, you know, we get it recorded and it becomes a, you know, a internet uh, yeah. hit piece and, and we hear about a lot. But I do think, uh, you know, some people's, uh, you know, ability to be polite is not quite what we think it should be. What changes when you get on a plane? I've never understood this. You know, these are people that they bumped into you in the supermarket. They'd say, excuse me. If you're, if they're on a plane and you lean back and you hit them, they're, they're ready to smack <laughs> in the back of the head. Well, well, you know, travels with Scott versus travels with Charlie. Just point out that it's not a new problem, right? So 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I'm out west with a friend of mine. And uh, he's coming back to Washington, D.C. I'm coming back to Vermont. We get to Chicago at 5 in the morning after a red eye. It's a shut down the airport snowstorm. And so the same 4,000 people or whatever are, you know, here. Nobody came in. Nobody yeah. left between 5 in the morning. And there was this one guy that after, you know, normally you'd see him once at an airport and you'd forget about it. But we saw this guy all day long yelling at poor people about why can't you get my plane to go. And the guy was, you know, just the prototypical, make sure you don't grow up and be like that kind of guy. And then, um, short story, finally there's a plane to Islip. And it's like the last plane out, and I go, I'll go to Islip and I'll drive home just to get out of here. 
So I get on the plane to Islip and the, uh, you know, we're taxiing away in the snowstorm and the pilot comes on and goes, Hey, this is United one, two, three to Islip. If you're not going to Islip, you better sit down because we're leaving. <laughs> and this guy comes running from the back of the plane going, wait a swear word <laughs> yeah, minute. Yeah. I'm not going to Islip. And it was the guy that was like the jerk in the oh airport my God. the whole time. Karma. <laughs> and the whole plane knew him yeah. and the whole plane just started laughing. I love it. And, uh, yeah, so it was sort of like a good, a good story. So it's been going on for a long time. I think. Yeah, sort of like, uh, you know, in Vermont, I think you don't, you know, you don't flip people off at a traffic light because you're going to sit next to them. That's right. In church and, yeah. you know, whatever this yeah. deal is. And you get into urban areas and people are just more free with being poorly behaved yeah. than I think air, airlines and Well, what about something. the Passenger's uh, Bill of Rights? We've heard so much about this. Is there a Passenger's <clears throat> Bill of Rights? And, you know, specifically, we hear about it all the time. You know, the, the storm that we had uh, last week, uh, it's all in the news. People were sitting on the tarmac in Boston because of, the, you know, the two inches of snow that they got down there. And, you know, for me, because I'm not looking at it from, uh, you know, an FAA point of view, I'm just going... Why do they pull away if they know we're going to sit out here for three hours? Just let us in inside and we can walk around. I'm stuck here in the can for three hours. Yeah. No, we hear story. The, the uh, European Union has a very good passenger bill of rights, and, and we help people if you're uh, flying in or out of the EU and outside of weather or labor disruptions, you can get a lot of money back. So if you get a late flight, make sure you pay attention to that. We've got a lot of customers that end up with a free flight for a four-hour delay, so we can help you through that. Canada's got a, a passenger bill of rights, which is okay. That's uh, I think there's a court challenge going on with that right now. In the U.S., there is a passenger bill of rights coming out. But to my point before about Boeing, it's loaded with what the airlines want in there, yeah. and it's a bunch of you know. So it's not taking care of us. It's uh, not taking care yeah. of us, and the airlines, uh, you know, it needs some more. We know, need to send somebody to Washington. That's <laughs> going well, or just get. You know, I mean, the you know, it's sort of like uh, Eisenhower had that, right? Uh, beware of the military-industrial complex. Right. I mean, that was from the, arguably the greatest general in American mm-hmm. history, right? And he knew what he was talking about. Now, I think we just got to be aware of the Washington lobbyist complex. I mean, there's just too much stuff going on there. And uh, I'm not super optimistic. There's still, I think, $8 billion of uh, COVID tickets that haven't been refunded and the airlines, you know. Again, if you're if you use a travel management company like us, we help you keep track of that. But if you go, oh yeah, didn't I have a United ticket from 2020? Yeah. They just you know they just extended. You had to use them by the end of this year. Now it's extended all through yeah. next year. But they should give people their money back. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no well, kidding. Are, are all the COVID protocols <clears throat> still in place? You got to wear a mask on the plane in the in the <clears throat> airports. No, mostly no? gone. Mostly gone. Really? There's a few. Uh, and we have a very good tool, which our advisors use, and, but we put it in our email signatures. But you can find it if you uh, just Google Sherpa, which is a very interesting company that was born of COVID. But it's just an easy one, one-stop place to go that you'll see a passport, visa, and COVID restrictions for wherever you're going. So that's what our advisors use to advise people. But we actually bought a license, and we can send it to people. But now I think you know, we spent a lot of money on it. Uh, but now I think you can just Google it and get it for free, too. Yeah. So. That's a good tool. In general, uh, China is the really soft spot on the world economy. Yep. You know, it's a tourism destination, clearly, but most of our business to China are business travelers. For us, it's a very profitable part of our business because people are buying $10,000 tickets that, you know, we make a pretty good cut on. Yeah. Uh, for the airlines, obviously, it's very profitable business because sure. you're full planes and expensive. Yeah. That's just starting to open up a little bit hmm. now and – 
you know, there's these horror stories because they use the Sinovax vaccine and everything. You know, three million Chinese people yeah. are going to die in the next 90 days. And so we'll see. It might go back and forth. But right now, that's what we're waiting to you know, as far as the globe goes, that's the part that still yeah. is mostly shut down. Yeah. Scott Milne, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Just a couple of minutes left here. If you have a question or comment, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. The Sustainability Spotlight with uh, Jeff Weld from Casella coming right up. Uh, let me ask you because, I mean, there's nobody that's more a travel expert than you. You've probably, you know, where haven't you traveled would be more appropriate question to ask. But I have to ask you. Do you have a favorite airline? I know I don't travel a lot, but what I do is, you know, I've noticed that certain airlines, their quality of, and typically they're not the American airlines. They're, sure. they're the Asian airlines. Uh, you know, I flew in, uh, in Thailand, uh, you know, seven or eight years ago, and I was just amazed. It's like, you know, you, everyone goes into a lounge. There's sandwiches. There's drinks. There's not, you know, just soft drinks, but uh, you get a hot towel when you get mm-hmm. on. Everyone's smiling and going, I didn't pay for first class. Everybody's getting this, you know. And then you you come home, you get on the plane, and they're you know they're they're shoving you like cattle in the yeah. car. Well, uh, we could talk for hours about it. In general, what's uh, unfair a little bit is some of the European airlines, but now the Middle Eastern airlines particularly get a lot of government subsidies in one way or another that the American airlines don't. So if you're traveling internationally. You know, even though you can buy an American ticket and fly on an American flight or a British Airways flight, usually you want the British Airways flight. It's a little bit of a service upgrade, and there's things like that. But I would say Emirates, Etihad, Qatar, those three airlines just have spectacular – you know, obviously you got to be flying a long way to use them. But we see more and more people going to Thailand, uh, Australia, New Zealand, going through the Middle East versus going west through L.A. just to experience one of those three airlines. Why doesn't everybody just kind of take a page out of their book and go, this is the way we should do things? Uh, bean counters, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I well, mean, it costs I, money, obviously, yeah. to be to be a nice person, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so we'll see. But uh, there's a uh, – if whatever you want to do, Charlie, and although I, I've been lucky and travel's been uh, great for myself and my family, and but there's uh, a lot of people at Milne Travel that know more about travel than I do. So a lot of times, you know, people call me and I just get you to the the best resource. And uh, we had a lot of people that are passionate about helping people. And, you know, as as you said, uh, you know, it doesn't cost anything extra to be nice, right? So exactly. Um, I, you know, we're lucky. You get a lot of good people and a lot of great customers. And MilmTravel.com. If you have any questions, uh, if you want to get away this winter, MilmTravel.com. You can find out more information there. Scott Milne, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Scott, it's always great catching up with you. Uh, and we didn't get into any politics today. We just kind of. No, nope, it's all safe. Yeah. It's all safe. And, uh, you know, Greg Tatro is wiped on. You know, I've, I've been blessed to have met them and know a little bit about their life story and what they're doing up there. So. Uh, I'm 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 just the uh, lead-in. If you're after you, after you want to do some serious stuff and help Jenna's promise people uh, take a good vacation, give us a call. Awesome, good All seeing right. you. Merry good. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and everybody listening. Thank All you. All right, thanks for joining us. All Scott. right, thank you. All right, stay tuned. Coming up, the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight, and then as uh, Scott mentioned, we'll be talking with uh, with Greg and with uh, with Haley from Jenna's House, Jenna's Coffee House, Jenna's Promise in Johnson. All straight ahead, right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car.
bar, fresh made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. I'm having a tough time not singing along here, but I'll, I'll do you all a favor, uh, WDEV listeners. I won't sing along. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie, getting in the Christmas spirit here with uh, Mr. Burl Ives. And it's time for the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight with Jeff Weld from Casella. Jeff, Merry Christmas and good afternoon. Hey, Charlie. Merry Christmas. So, you know, this time of year, uh, I think recycling tips for the holidays is very, very important. Uh, you know, if your house is like mine and everybody on my street, I've seen the, the FedEx, the UPS, and the USPS uh, trucks coming down uh, almost daily with boxes that they drop off. There's a lot of cardboard that needs to be picked up. But more importantly, what's inside those boxes that needs to be question like um, you know bubble wrap and you know peanuts you know those styrofoam peanuts what do we do with those things yeah i think uh you're right on charlie the <clears throat> first and foremost you know it, it always starts with the three r's reduce reuse and recycle and and starting off just by reducing what we're buying you know the the horse is out of the barn with some of that in my house for sure but uh um yeah when you're opening up a box trying to decipher whether or not the packaging is recyclable or not. Um, you know, if it looks like your everyday kind of box with inside a box, then more than likely it's recyclable. If it doesn't, um, unfortunately, that's going to go in the trash. And, and that that one step, just making sure that you're separating the trash from the recycling can save us all a lot of headaches. And, you know, we don't want that bubble wrap getting in with the material right. and tangling up the machines and making a dangerous situation. So, you know, Jeff, and talking yeah, about uh, absolutely talking about reusing, I saw a story the other day that said, uh, you know, wrapping paper, uh, you know, use old newspapers, use, uh, you know, use brown paper bags if you can even find them anymore. But, uh, you know, you can use those for for wrapping. But more importantly, some of the papers that you don't want to put in the recycle bin, like metallic papers, if you've got ribbons and bows on the gifts, you don't want those in the recycle bin either, do you? Yeah, exactly right. I used to chuckle about my grandmother used to reuse paper every year over and over. She was, you know, one of the frugal from the greatest generation, but yep. uh, she had it right, you know. Um, but, yeah, and now, you know, there's more wrapping paper that's, that's made more eco-friendly. But if it's metallic, if it's shiny, it's not recyclable, that's going to go in your trash. The bows, the ribbons, that's trash. Yeah. And even uh, from a, when you're thinking about giving a gift, you know, Vermont, Use a reusable bag. Give a gift in a reusable bag. Right. It's a gift that keeps on giving, right? You don't have to pay for it when you go into the store. Um, use it for shopping. So a lot That's of right. good options uh, these days for that. Jeff, uh, very important. Uh, Jeff Weld with the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. We've got recycling tips for the holidays. When we've got the, the Christmas lights on the tree and then you find out that Half the lights work, half don't. So you're ready to throw those out. And immediately you're thinking, well, you know, it's an electronic thing. It's not paper. It's not cardboard. But I bet you recycle this. But once again, don't put that in the recycle bin, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Anything like those old uh, broken ornaments, um, lights, strings like that, that's all trash, unfortunately. You know, it's not going to, you know, we might wish it gets recycled, but, you know, that's just it. It's not going to. It's going to go in there. It's going to cause a problem for the folks on the other end. Right. Um, It actually screws up some of the machinery, doesn't it? Um, Yeah. So, uh, you know, we call them tanglers, right? Anything that has that that length that'll go in there and, and tie up inside and, you know, somebody's going to climb in there into the machine, shut it down, and and cut it all away manually. So it's it's actually pretty dangerous stuff. So probably the most important thing to remember from our conversation here this afternoon with Jeff Weld: when in doubt, throw it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you, we want your material to get recycled. We want to ensure that it, it gets to put to a higher, better use, and. Uh, one of the best ways to do that is make sure you're not mixing it with uh, things that don't belong. Right. And then, of course, uh, reduce and reuse whenever you can. Casella.com, seasonal, hashtag, uh, seasonal hyphen recycling half, uh, hyphen tips. For more information, Casella.com. Jeff, thank you for joining me this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Merry Christmas to you and to everyone at Casella. And thanks to Casella for the support of Travels with Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. Same to you. Appreciate it. Well, very well, uh, and take care. Well, uh, coming up next, we are going to talk with uh, the folks from Jenna's Coffee House right here. Travels with Charlie, WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.millentravel.com. Playing Stump the Band with Christmas music today. Corm trying to... I think if you... You might have stumped me on this one. Is it the Kinks? No. I I don't know. Haley? Greg? Are you stumped as well? I am. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Okay. All right. Welcome back. (laughs) Travels with Charlie. Christmas music for you. And joining me in studio for the remainder of the program... From Jenna's Promise, we've got uh, Haley Wilkinson and Greg Tatro. Nice to see you both here today. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having us. So uh, I'm going to do a little backstory because I think it was a couple of years ago when I first met Greg. We went to uh, Jenna's Promise in Johnson, and 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 Greg, uh, you know, this is a recovery center that they were just starting. It was an old church in Johnson, and they were just starting construction there. And and Greg took us on a little tour of Johnson, and he said, you know, there's this old building in downtown. He said, this is going to be a coffee shop someday. And I said, I can't wait to come back here and have a muffin and coffee. And I remember talking with you because you were telling me that you don't bake. So you didn't really know what you were going to do. Well, fast forward. Last week, and you recently opened the coffee shop, and I got to tell you, um, Greg, you're an amazing baker. Yeah, I didn't do too much baking, <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> I just kind of gave him the building to do the baking in. Yeah. So, what kind of um, 
I mean, you know, to do any kind of construction job uh, in Vermont, specifically with permitting and all of that, it took you a little while, but you got it done. And what you have there, and I've posted some pictures on my personal Facebook page, which I made public, Charlie Papillo on Facebook, if you want to see some of the pictures. It, it is a beautiful, beautiful building with an unbelievable coffee shop. And I can't say it enough. The don't, it's worth the drive wherever you're going from. The donuts are amazing. And you saw me when I took a bite of that first donut. I said, it's like a homemade donut. You look like you're having a good time. That's for sure. <laughs> so now they do a good job. Two Sons Bakery. Uh, they got project up in Hyde Park and one in Jeffersonville and, uh, they, uh, we thought they'd make a good partner. The owner lives right in Johnson, and he's a believer in recovery yep. and, and trying to help folks. So, it may, it's so far it's working out really well. So that uh, there's the coffee shop there. You, they they do sandwiches, they do pastries, uh, uh, and of course uh, wonderful coffee. And if you're going to do coffee, I guess you you should uh, have your own brand of coffee. You have multiple brands of coffee. You're roasting your own coffee. You took us over to the uh, the coffee roasting facility that you have. I wish uh, you, Greg, you would give us the backstory on that coffee roaster because that was a special gift from someone that most people in Vermont and in, in, in throughout the world no right our coffee roasting is jenna's promise roasting company and uh we needed a roaster and a bunch of equipment and uh we got to know trey and stagio from fish because he was starting a uh, recovery program in ludlow and he wanted us to testify and he said when he got done, he made a little mistake. He said, well, call me if you need anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we came down and we sent uh, his. He was thinking like, you know, maybe he'll ask me to come down and, you know, do a gig or something, you know, do an acoustic set. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, know. I think a gig he probably would have. We could have made a little more than one he donated. <laughs> but, but we sent him a letter and a list. And uh, it's right around 44000 on Monday. The following Wednesday, he's like, yeah, where do you want the money sent? So he purchased a good portion of our coffee uh, roasting program for us. And that's an amazing-looking coffee roaster. I've posted that on my Facebook page as well. Uh, And you've got multiple blends of of coffee that you do, Uh, um, one of them named after Jenna's cat, Huxley. It's my wife's favorite. I brought her some of the – it's the dark roast, which uh, you and I don't appreciate that dark roast. I know we've talked about that. It's like – Somebody burnt the coffee. That's you know, what I don't, think. Don't too. tell them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like your, some people like that burnt taste, and that's okay if that's what they like, you know. We'll right. make whatever they want. So one of the benefits of, of the coffee house is that you can have people that are in recovery working there. And you know that that is so important, specifically, as you know, you know, from Jenna's story. Yeah, it's uh, people need a reason to get out of bed. And uh, they need to be treated fairly. They uh, sometimes don't get a second chance, and they're looked down on in society. And and that's where Jenna's promise can make a change. Because once you pull that veil of addiction away from people, and you get to see the real person, most of these people are pretty darn good people. Yeah. So that's you know it's kind of fun to watch them. They come in and. They're struggling, and, uh, you know, a couple months later, you see that person come out, and you're like, oh, gosh, this person's got a lot of talent. Right. 
So we don't want to throw those folks out. We want to support them, get them stand on their own two feet, and then we can go from there. So Jenna's Coffee House, it's on Main Street in in Johnson. If you stop by, they're doing breakfast and lunch right now. Great coffees as well. And are you going to be hosting any kind of events or anything there? It's a very large space or a good size space. We might. We right now we're just trying to settle it in, get everything running good, and then yeah. we'll we'll maybe make some more plans. Um, we'd like to do a coffee testing or tasting at some point where people can try the different coffees and learn about the farms that they came from and and how we acquired them and how we roasted it. So we we uh, we need a little time to just let things settle right now. But right. yeah, it's, that's something we'd like to do. And is the coffee available in any stores or supermarkets yet? Right. So far, it's uh, Jenna's Promise Roasting Company. You can order it. We do have it at JP's Promising Goods. There's a little bakery pie place in Jericho that has it. But uh, we're not out into a lot of the stores yet. Okay. We're still working on it. Yeah. We've been roasting for about eight months. So it's been quite a project to get it going. And now uh, soon we will have uh, – well, actually, at Two Sons Bakeries, you can pick it up, too. Yeah. So it's coming. It just takes time. We can't do uh, everything too fast or it just doesn't get done right. So we're going to take our time and do it right. Questions or comments for my guest this afternoon at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Uh, Greg Tetro with, uh, with Jenna's Place. And Haley Wilkinson, who is joining us in studio as well this afternoon. Haley is the manager of an appliance, used appliance store that's also in Johnson. This is one of the things, you know, when I stopped by for coffee and donuts with, with Greg, uh, I was given a tour of, you know, quite a few different businesses that I wasn't aware of. And one of them that we stopped in was this used appliance uh, building, which had multiple refrigerators and dishwashers and washers and dryers. And there's Haley showing people around. Good afternoon, Haley. Good afternoon. Um, I do need to make a couple corrections. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'm the assistant store manager at JP's Promising Goods. And I'll talk to Greg about that. You and, need <laughs> um, you mentioned used appliances. I want to say that they are... Um, what we call returns um, or scratch and dent. Yeah. So I would say 90% of the inventory that we get in is actually brand new. And I can attest to that. In fact, uh, I, I saw many. There's LGs and there's Samsung uh, refrigerators. Some of them still have the plastic wrap on them. Uh, but they might have a little scratch or a ding in them. And and there's somebody there as Brandon, I believe, that goes through everything and certifies, makes sure that it, it's running, and, and then and then it's for sale. Yes, it is. Um, Brandon does an amazing job. He um, came on to help Greg and Don at JP's, and he kind of jumped in with both feet. And um, I don't think he was super familiar with all the appliances, but um, now that he's a little over a year in, he is almost what I would like to say an expert. He does a great job. He always... um, is always helping customers when they have questions, or he does house calls sometimes um, to try to get the appliances up and running. And sometimes it's something simple where, like, a cord came disconnected. Yeah. Um, but he has a lot of knowledge, and he is, in the near future, going to be gas certified so he can start converting all of our um, gas dryers and gas ranges, which will save us a little money. Right. So, so Haley, do you, do you want to talk at all about, uh, you know, how you came into, uh, you know, Jenna's Promise and, and how you've moved into this, the appliance uh, business? Um, so 
Uh, back in 2020, the end of September, well, and I guess in July, um, my boyfriend Kyle Tatro uh, knew Greg and Don Tatro pretty well, and we were struggling pretty hard um, with addiction. So Don gave us a lot of support and some knowledge and people to reach out to, and we ended up getting into detox. Um, and after detox, I decided to uh, go off to rehab, and they sent me down to Florida. I spent about 10 months in Florida. And was ready to come home, yet scared and nervous at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in touch with Don a couple times, and she told me I had a place at Jenna's Promise, um, and they would fit me in anywhere they could. And when I got back, I kind of started with moving furniture. We have a new and used furniture section at JP, JP's Promising Goods, and then it. Uh, I was doing that for a little while, helping out, doing the rummage sale that we had on Saturdays, and it turned into um, a few months later that I was asked to be the assistant store manager. So how important is that, uh, that you have somebody that's accepted you, they believe in you, and they've given you a job? It's uh, extremely important. Um, You know, even after I was a little over a year, like I, I had no confidence and I didn't at that point feel like I was worth it and Dawn didn't know me all that well and she was like basically was like I don't care I think you're worth it and you're great and got me a job and Greg also um, I never felt uncomfortable or out of place he made me feel wanted and always encouraged me to express myself and it's an amazing thing being in recovery and coming from where we were where I felt no hope, no strength, no love from anyone. And then to be in the Jenna's Promise community where there's so much love and strength and Mm. hope. And now I'm lucky enough where I get to pass it on to the, to the newcomer. Now there aren't, aren't any, uh, you know, big billboards or lights or anything around uh, these locations other than if you're driving down Main Street, you'll see Jenna's Coffee House. But to see the roasting uh, facility or to see the, uh, you know, promising goods or the, the appliance store. In fact, the appliance, I don't think, it's almost like a speakeasy. You know, the, the, you have to, you know, what's, what's the password and Haley will let you in. Uh, are there any provisions or any thoughts about uh, maybe, you know, doing some signage and stuff maybe in the future, Greg? Yeah, we're, we've got a sign coming for Route 15. Uh, we do some marketing. It's uh, just one of these things that has lagged a little bit. You know, we uh, this year we built a coffee shop. You know, that was, uh, oh, I think our renovation was over a million dollars. And then we built a medical facility on Main Street in Johnson, and that was three, four hundred grand. And We've been pretty preoccupied, plus uh, helping running the store and just doing, you know, and helping people. Yeah. I mean, it's over the coffee shop, there's eight beds for folks in recovery. And I think we've got about 17 altogether now in just a couple short years. So some things, you know, we got to go back and touch them up, do yep. some more marketing yep. and uh, get the word out. But the word seems to be spreading pretty good. Yeah. So, so and we're, and we're happy to help you spread that word, too. Uh, Haley, any way that, uh, you know, people can find out about uh, uh, the appliances that you have or if they want to find the, the, you know, the, the facility, how do they find that? We have a great um, JP's Promising Goods Facebook page right now. Um, we are getting better about posting appliances on there again like greg said it's a work in progress um we are we're only adding to our advertising we just hired a wonderful woman in recovery herself who is doing 
a lot of sales to like reach out to people outside of the community doing eBay and Etsy. Um, she's going to set up us up with an Instagram page. So right now, word of mouth is the big one. We do put um, local flyers in the News and Citizen. Um, that kind of lets people know the special sales that we're having in the retail goods store section of JP's. Um, and just for some indication, people that are wondering uh, these appliances that you have, uh, there's they're going to pay like a what percentage of buying, uh, you know, brand new versus what they might buy from from your place. What we offer for the most part um, when it comes to the retail goods inside the store and with our appliances is that we try to do 65% of retail value. Um, and then depending on the scratches and the dings, we might even um, improve that. Uh, right now we are having 50% off um, our tagged refrigerators at JP's, so we're always trying to like put those big announcements out there to get people to come in. And then once they make it in, they see the wide selection of, yeah. of appliances that we have. And yeah, I've got to say, I mean, you had as many refrigerators in there as if you were to go into any major appliance. If you walked into Lowe's, you'd see as many refrigerators at your place as you would uh, you would there at Lowe's. And a huge, huge selection, too. You've mentioned JP's Promising Goods, and that's another aspect of this little community that uh, you've built here in uh, in Johnson. And what sort of items are in there, Haley? We have anything that you could possibly imagine, I have to say. Things from cleaning supplies to um, hairstyling products to makeup to um, clothing. We have a pet selection. We have um, what I call the home improvement section where you can find outlets um, and heating vent covers to small appliances to bed in. I mean, you name it, we have it. So do you look for donations? Can people make donations? Uh, not only monetary, but uh, if they have something like a piece of furniture, would you take that? We have the new and used furniture section, so we are always yep. accepting used furniture donations from people. Um, when we were having the rummage sale in the summertime, we were asking for anything, dishes, clothing, um, used appliances, even small appliances, children's toys. Um, but right now it's mainly just the furniture section. We're accepting the furniture, and then we have a nice, wonderful connection with um, the people up at Smug. So we have... Right now inside the store, we have used TVs um, at really great deals. Nice. Uh, you know, it's not just about uh, the recovery. I mean, that is your main, main point. But when you think about what you are doing and what you have done to the community of Johnson, you know, these buildings that were empty at one time, and now it's a thriving business. Greg, your thoughts on that before we wrap up here? Well, it's it's very important to take old buildings and fix them up. It's brought new life to to Johnson, uh, but we're really proud of uh, workforce development. You know, if we help folks in recovery and then our program ends in about a year or so, depending on the person, they've got to be ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. So they, they've got to learn how to work again. And and I think that's one of the things that I'm very, very proud of. The buildings are great, but, you know, uh, the people are what we're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. If people would like more information, if they'd like to donate, or if they know of somebody that is in need of recovery, how do they contact you? Uh, where do they go, Greg? Uh, org is our main page, and there you can get onto Facebook. That's the, that's the 
start of everything. And from there, you can go to the Jenna's Promise Roasting Company or you can get to JP's Promising Goods. And uh, I don't know what else we're doing, Haley, but there's stuff going on. All yeah. right. And if you want a great coffee and donut, i got to tell you, to get out on Main Street in Johnson, it's Jenna's Coffee House, and you're helping a, a great organization, uh, Jenna's Promise, Jenna's Place. Greg and Haley, nice to see you both today. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining me here on Travels with Charlie. Merry Christmas to all of my listeners and everybody here at WDEV. Of course, our sponsors, Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, Milne Travel, American Express. My theme song is written and performed by my friend Billy Bratcher. My executive producer is Brad Ferlin, behind the glass, pushing the buttons and playing the music. Steve Cormier. I'm Charlie Papillo. And I'll see you in my travels next show, January 9th, 2023. Merry Christmas.